Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, guys? This is Future Gabe coming at you. This is January 2nd, now that I'm recording this little tidbit. First of all, I just wanted to say a happy new year to everybody. Uh, and second of all, really just thanking you for all your support. Uh, it's been a really fun last year doing these shows. Uh, the plan is to be more consistent with these uploads and more consistent with the content going forward. Uh, but it has just been an awesome learning experience and really fun to get to do this with my best friends for a living. So just wanted to put out that little tidbit before we get into the episode. Just me and Kenji this week, uh, but hopefully some really insightful content uh, from your guys that don't really have a clue what they're talking about. So without further ado, here's the episode. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the stove right now is it's, it's lukewarm, but it has been hot. And it's about time your favorite baseball analysts have jumped on this. The ones that don't really have a clue what they're talking about, but they're going to try to attempt to show that they have a clue what they're talking about. I got Kenji with me today. We're talking baseball. We're talking all the Japanese signings. We're talking the new free agents. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's jump into it. Once again, it's good to hear that intro music. It has been a long time since we talked ball on this channel. It's been since the O's were were swept by the Rangers in the division series that we've done a show on this uh, podcast. So long time. And that was for a good reason. You know, Joe did not want to do an episode. He wasn't very proactive about, you know, doing another episode after the Rangers kind of did their run. And um, thankfully, that was the case because if he had he wanted to do an episode, I might have been in trouble because I would have had to sit there and take it from him. All day yes. long. So, um, first and foremost, Kenji, uh, welcome back to Talking Baseball, I guess. Um, I know you're not well, usually a big you. Talking Baseball guy. At least the end of last year, you weren't. But a lot of things to talk about, especially with your favorite player. So, how you doing? Uh, from a baseball standpoint, I think it's great. I think life is great. You know, I get to uh, watch my favorite player again this year. Um yeah. And he's also going to be on a team that actually wins now. So it's not going to be as stressful or depressing to be a fan of Otani. And I get to watch probably the greatest pitcher to ever live um, also play on the same team. Yeah. And so the second I guess... greatest pitcher to ever pitch of all time. Um, and then the second? third greatest pitcher. Uh, Kershaw, Gla- uh, was it Glass now? Glass now is the other guy, yeah. And Yamamoto are going to be the greatest pitchers of all time now that they're okay. all on the same team. All right. Well, Not I guess really that's well. a, this is a good segue. So the reason we wanted to hop on here, where unfortunately we can't get Brady and Joe on here at the same time, bringing everybody in, especially when it's off season, is tougher than you might think. So well, we've got Kenji here, and we want to talk a lot about these Japanese free agents because it has been kind of an off season of, I guess, hype for these guys. Um, so I got oh, a lot of questions. People, baby. <laughs> I got a lot of questions and I got a lot of things I want to talk about um, because there's a lot to discuss with these guys. They're getting contracts that are bigger than any American player and they've never thrown a pitch in you know professional baseball in America. Um, and so I think there's a lot to discuss here um, and it's a good segue to go right into it. So um, I guess oh, I'll tie up some, some loose ends from last season. I bought Joe a Texas Rangers uh, postseason hat uh, after they swept the O's in the divisional round. They went on to win the World Series. Joe is was as happy as can be, uh, and I'm sure we'll get him on here as the season gets a little bit closer, and he'll we'll give him like his own soapbox, and he can talk about it and give his whole experience. So Brady's Phillies uh, lost in the championship series. They lost game six and seven at home to the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was staunchly saying that there's no way the Phillies lose two at home, and they did, so that was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Brady's doing okay. 
uh, and Kenji, of course, kind of checked out after about, you know, late August, September last year when Otani was kind of checking out with the TJ and um, the Angels were well out of the postseason picture. So, uh, but he's back into it. So it's kind of exciting. Um, we'll just, we'll hop right into it. So the, the biggest headline of the offseason, of course, is Otani's 10 year, $700 million contract that he signed with the Dodgers back in, was it early November or late mid November, something like that? Um, we're recording this uh, yeah, in December. So, um, but, that was a massive signing. And then, of course, the news afterwards was the deferred contract. So he gets paid $2 million a year for the next 10 years and then $68 million a year for the next decade after that. So they save a crap ton of money in competitive balance tax. They save uh, a bunch in how much they're actually going to have to pay him year over year because they only pay him two years, $2 million a year for the next decade. So they can spend it on whoever. And you saw it with the Yamamoto signing, which we'll talk about in a bit. So, Kenji, first of all, give me your thoughts on Otani to the Dodgers for – Seven hundred million dollars, um, and what do you think it means for I guess baseball as a whole, Japanese baseball, Otani, LA? Let's hear it. Well, there's a lot that comes with when you talk about Otani. It's kind of hard because there's a side of you that's like a fan and like, oh my gosh, this is insane. You know, this other side of you is like, how is this even possible? And then you like um, like see comments, or you see analysts talking about it, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's probably going to get up to six hundred, five hundred million, maybe seven hundred million dollars." And then as soon as you know he gets signed, everyone's like, "Oh, how can you pay a DH seven hundred million dollars?" And it's like you know everyone's just annoying about it. Um, I think if you were the most talented baseball player of all time, I don't think the price really matters. Um, you're willing to pay whatever to get him. Dodgers showed that it's kind of crazy that you can defer money um but if you can do it why not do it it's one of those things it's like if the league allows you to do it why would you not do it like you're an idiot for not doing what the league um it's like with taxes right everybody that finds ways to avoid taxes like yeah you can say that yeah. you're that's a, that's a terrible thing to do but it's in the books right like if you don't do it you're an idiot everyone's like it's terrible with baseball how can they do that la la da I'm like, yes, it's like kind of like the Deshaun Watson contract almost where they just gave him 500 guaranteed or no, not 500. Mm -hmm. um, was it, was it five, fully guaranteed? And like all the GMs are like, no, like we're never going to do that. Like that's terrible for the sport. Yeah. I think it's almost kind of like the situation, but this time um, he's not a criminal and he's not bad. Um, and so I think it's worth it. Not a criminal, not a rapist. Yes. No, not not not, not a serial rapist. Yeah. yeah. You won't be scared um, when he comes to your massage salon. You know, like you're gonna be happy when, if Otani comes to yours. Deshaun Watson right. better run, right? Right. But uh, overall, um, I am a little sad he went to the Dodgers. I got to be honest. I would hope he'd go somewhere else. But honestly, weeks, if it wasn't, it was. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say the places I wanted him to go. I really wanted him to go to Seattle. Like I really wanted to see him in Seattle. I thought he would be a really good fit on that young team. Yeah. I don't know how much they could have paid him because Seattle's been pretty disappointing this offseason. But that was like my hope and dream. I would have cried if he went to the Blue Jays because who the freak say, cares so about was, the Blue Jays? That was a big rumor was that he was going to go to Toronto. Yeah. Um, and there was like, there was so much like Twitter drama about like who's on a plane and where's Otani going as a press conference, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then of course the next day he just is like, yep, sign with the Dodgers. Sorry. And it was like in the most basic Instagram post he probably could have come up with. It was just like, bam. It's who he is, right? Um, he's, a, he's a simple guy, but he knows his yeah. worth. And like to me in the end, what it shows is that he just wants to win. He doesn't care. He just wants to win in the sports because right. he's won every award championship possible in Japan. He won the WBC. He was, I wouldn't say he was a clear-cut MVP of the WBC because, honestly, Yoshida kind of carried that entire team, that entire thing. But, like, he played both ways, and that last hit by him was probably the most clutchest, most heartwarming hit besides Ichiro's um, hit in the 2009 WBC. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I I, I I didn't watch in 09, but you uh, clearly did, so. Well, yes, I've seen I've seen like highlights of it like thirty five hundred thousand times after it. Yeah, it's okay. like a nine pitch at bat against Korea. You know, it's in the extra innings, runner on second and third. He hits a line drive up the middle after battling off like four 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 uh, four pitches, and then because of that, they go up and they win the game. And it's just the yeah, greatest yeah. moment in my life. And watching Otani for, for Japanese sports, amazing. Year it for is. It. So I just keep ranting, but. I think it's not that big of a deal. People need to take a chill pill because obviously he's insane. And mm-hmm. if you're even doubting it one bit that he's not worth the money, you're an idiot in my opinion. Right. So this is – I wanted to touch on the money and the numbers a little bit here. I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a finance guy. So I think it's it was super fascinating how it kind of broke down. So Otani already – like you can go look at the numbers and there were reports that he made like $50 million last year alone from endorsements, not even including his contract with the Angels. How much was he getting paid with the Angels? Uh, not a whole lot. I know he sacrificed money to come over here in the first place. And the play um, two way, right? I think that's what it was. That Angels gave him a little bit less money, or no? Something like that. But he yeah. he made a he made fifty million in endorsements, which is crazy money alone. That's uh, insane. And then you go and do the math, and you're like, okay, well, if he gets paid two million by the Dodgers, and he can make fifty million at least, so this is at least he he was in Anaheim before. Now mm-hmm. he's in the Dodgers. He's the, one of the biggest teams in the sport, in the country, really. The, the Los, Los Angeles Dodgers are a huge brand. So he's going to get more brand deals, and he's going to get more opportunity to make money on top of that $50 million already. Uh, and then so that $2 million just becomes chump change. And then by the time he's done playing, you know, he's in his 40s. He's getting paid $68 million a year by the Dodgers because of what he did when he was there. It's worth noting most players don't do the deferred money because they don't have $50 million in endorsements coming in. Um, as we'll touch on, Yamamoto signed 12 years, 325, I think is what it was, uh, but he had no deferrals. And a lot of players like Soto, when Soto signs, he won't have any deferrals, things like that, because they just can't afford it. And uh, finance finance bro uh, Gabe is talking and net present value just basically means money today is worth more than money tomorrow. So the 68 million Otani's getting years down the line is not worth more. It's not worth as much as he, if he got it today. Um, but because you make 50 million a year in endorsements and he'll probably, that'll take up to 60, 70, probably, uh, whereas tenure with the Dodgers, he's going to be totally fine. And he's just, he'll be a billionaire by the time he, this contract with the Dodgers is up, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's great for the sport. I think, you know, if you look at the stats alone, and you're right, you know, designated hitter, and he'll be a pitcher for he'll be a starting pitcher for maybe what like half that contract, and then he'll just maybe be a relief pitcher or a hitter after that. I think it'd be good that. if he went became a closer in the end. Of yeah, season, I of think I think that's probably good for his longevity. Um, and you know, you look at you think about that, and you're like, okay, for 700, that's crazy. But then you think about the PR that they're getting now, like 
every Japanese fan that's watched American baseball and is a huge fan of Otani and now Yamamoto too. They're all Dodger mm-hmm. fans. They're all buying Dodger stuff. It's a business thing. And you know the Dodgers have made Otani set a record for jersey sales right after he got signed. That was wild. Um, crazy record. And the jerseys are sweet. I might buy a jersey. Genji's gonna buy a jersey. <laughs> um, the jerseys are sweet. Uh and you know, I'm sure that they made their fair share of TV deals and commercials and sponsorships right after they announced that they signed him too. Uh, like the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They keep getting better. They, the, the, the brand gets bigger. Every Japanese fan for the next decade is going to be a Dodger fan. Mm-hmm. That's, you just bought a country. You bought a country. I mean, how that's crazy. Um, and I think it's well worth $700 million. I think there's a do, reason do why. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's more than just getting a great player. Like you said, it's, it's, it's the marketing is insane. Like, yeah. Everyone in Japan is a diehard Otani fan, right? Just like they're a diehard Ichiro fan, just like they're a diehard Darvish fan, Maeda, Tanaka, right? All these pitchers that come over, these players, the great players that come over, Japan loves them because they're good characters. They're always respectful. They play the sport the right way, and they're really good, right? And they they love their country usually, um, and so. All the Japanese fans love them and they support them wherever they go. Like it doesn't matter which team they go to, they support them. So pretty much, yeah, you have all of Japan on your side now. Um, I think any future Japanese player that comes out will have to consider coming to the Dodgers. I mean, I don't know how much they can afford, but a lot more are going to come, I think, in the next five, six years. There's not a crazy amount of good players that could come. Um, Yeah. there are great players in Japan, don't get me wrong. There's a reason why we won the WBC, just saying. But um, they don't really fit the major league, I don't think. Like, they're good sure. players in Japan. Yeah, um, I mean, so listen, I, I want right? to defend my country here briefly about this WBC thing. Lance Lynn started a winner-take-all against, against Japan when you guys had Yamamoto, Sasaki, and Otani being able to pitch. Lance Lynn started hey, a winner-take-all game for my country. pitching was... Horrific. Lance Lynn star- and Merrill Kelly started that game to win it for my country. I'm and sorry. Adam Wainwright was pitching. I'm sorry. I that. Yeah, the lineup was great. Don't get me wrong. Okay, so like, great. let's say, like, let's say, because in, in I don't know, we'll, we'll spend five minutes on this. Five minutes on this. Five right? minutes. Here we go. In four we years, go. we're going to have the next WBC. Yep. Everybody in the major league is going to play because Mike Trout said this is the funnest baseball movie, but it's like, this is the best baseball ever played in my life. I hope so. I Everybody's going to play, and there's no way any major league team has any way of stopping their players from playing because they'd freak out because, like, no, we want to represent our country and play, which yeah. I love because I want to see the best of the best play, right? I do. I do too. So, if you have four starting pitchers, who are you taking who are American? Not because you have a lot of people from different countries, but who are the, mm-hmm. the four American pitchers that you're going to be taking in four years to start? Oh, in four years? That's tough. Uh, right? DeGrom. George Is he going to be in the league still? Yeah, I take DeGrom. I take George Kirby. Paul um, Skeens. Paul Skeens. Uh, I bet he'll Kirby, be on there. Kirby's going to be elite. In four years, he's already elite. Um, Even Gilbert's going to be great. Could take Cole. I mean, there's so many guys. I mean, this is my thing: is if you took if, if it was an all star team on both ends, right? And the Japan team was largely an all star team from from NPB, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yamamoto, Sasaki, and Otani. Who, when Sasaki gets posted, whether it's next year or whenever he's eligible to be posted after that, he's going to get a massive bag too because Sasaki's insane. 
Um, he, he's arguably better than Yamamoto, right? If, if my understanding it correctly. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, my Japanese baseball is, that's why we have you, right? Um, but uh, I would argue that if, 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 the, if MLB's best pitchers join that team, um, then it would be a true fair matchup. I mean, when Japan won last year, I was like, that's no surprise. Like they wanted it more than the U.S. did. They had better pitchers than the U.S. did. They played as a team better than the U.S. did. Like it was just clear that they were the better squad. Uh, but I'd be curious to see what would happen if you get like the MLB's best American pitchers against Japan's best pitchers. You know, I, I would say really the MLB team would be more talented. Okay, like, I don't think because I I don't think Japanese players are the most talented players in the world, but they they they've got grit, they got great technique, and they play they the game right. Right, that's what I've like I've always stressed about Japanese players. They play the game right. It's, mm-hmm. it's the details, right? And that to me is what makes them so special. They're not crazy good athletes, right? Like they're all mediocre. Like if you look at that Japanese team, like there's a couple great stars, and the rest of them are just complete role players, right? Right. Like our shortstop, they, they fill their roles they exactly. Roles they so do well. their job, right? They play the small ball. They, they'll bunt when they need to. They they play defense perfectly, right? And yeah. so I think from a talent wise, I don't think you can beat the MLB, like because. Like if you it had the, if you Garrett Cole on that team last year, you guys would have been fantastic. Right? MLB is the pinnacle of baseball. That's why Japanese yeah. players are coming here. Um, but I think I, I don't mean to discredit like the quality of Japanese baseball at all because you guys you see it. The Dodgers just shelled out over a billion dollars for your two best players. They just they did it, um, and they're going to continue to pump out players because this it's only growing in popularity in over the world, but especially in Japan. So you're going to continue to get the best players that keep coming over and they're going to perform at a really high level in America. And they're going to be competing with the best American born players, the best Dominican born players, the best Cuban born players for the best spots in the country or in the world. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and I think it's, it's great for the sport of baseball. I'm fascinated to see what the WBC rosters look like in a, in a few Dude, years. I'm time. so excited. Um, Cause I think it would be, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, there, you could get the likes of Adley being on that team. You could get, um, I think that will be him, right? It will be him. In it four years, who, who else is it going to be? Because It should be him. Dude, I got to say, I think Mike Trout has saved baseball. Mike Trout, Mike Trout choosing to play baseball. WBC and like having American players. Because America took WBC as a joke in the past. It's true, they did. Like 2009, did. Jeter played. But like, they were trash. Like they, Trout they went out and play. recruited people. Yeah, recruited right, exactly. Those guys. I think Trout saved baseball for the world. Right, because remember, yeah. like when Mexico's coach came out and said, like, whether Japan wins or or Mexico wins tonight, like, it doesn't matter. It's like baseball won tonight, or baseball yeah. will win tonight. And like that's so true because for the first time, the whole world actually cares about the sport of baseball together, right? And they want to so watch good, the man. best of the best. And now last year happened because it was so good, and that that final battle between Otani and Trout was such a like a perfect epic. Um, like it's, it's it's a fairy tale ending, right? Yeah, everybody's like, I gotta be a part of this. I gotta watch this again. This is the next big thing, and yeah. so and everyone's I like, because if you think about it, that is the world champion, right? Like, MLB way, has, yeah. has a mixture, but like that's like literally the you against the world. It's like it's you're your country your versus country. the world. It's yeah. a patriotic thing, but also like it's exciting because you're playing with all these all stars from other teams. It's I think it's so good for the sport of baseball. I'm like I I'm, it, I'm excited, and I'm excited for um, what 2026. 
I don't know when it is, but something like yeah, that. Yeah, but then I think next time, I'm so excited. I'm so happy for the sport that, you know, it's becoming more international and that so many talented Japanese-born players are coming over and they're having a lot of success. I mean, of course, there's the Ichiro's that, you know, came over and he was a international superstar because he's uh, one of the best hitters of all, of all time. Yep. He's one of the best hitters of all time, um, like one of the best true hitters of all time. Uh, and now you just see even more players that are that talented coming over. Otani will go down as the best or most, not maybe not like, best, best and most talented baseball player ever. He's better than Babe Ruth. He's better than anybody you've ever seen. Otani is Otani. He throws 100 miles an hour and he can hit 45 bombs. Um, I saw this thing of like um, people kind of like saying that you, we all need to chill out on Babe Ruth. Like Babe Ruth played in an age where curveballs did exist and they run through like 80 miles an hour. And they're saying, right. you think Babe Ruth is better than like no, he's Mike not. Trout or something? And I'm like, you know, actually, that's a great point. Like, yes, in his age, it's like that generation thing. Like he was the greatest in his generation. But if he played in our league this year, like he would suck. Babe Ruth There's has no way great stats, 100 miles right? an hour. Yeah, but, but like, like there were, he was playing swing. against like T-ball players, right? When it comes yeah. to the pitching, he like they didn't weight lift really. They like they just weren't they weren't that good. The mm-hmm. players he played against, Otani is you know better than Ruth, better than anybody that we've ever seen. So but in I'm his generation, though, he was the goat. Like I, I'm yeah. not going to doubt that. So I'm going to pivot but, now, Kenj. Yes, you tell me. Out. You answer me this question. Um, we're going to stick it. We're going to stay here with these Japanese-born players. What is you paid you you pay Otani seven hundred million dollars. What mm-hmm. does he have to do for that contract to be worth it? One World Series, two, um, and then we'll we'll add a Yamamoto on top of that right afterwards. So, like, what is what does Otani have to do to make to, for the Dodgers to say seven hundred million well spent? I mean, I would say I don't know. It's kind of hard to limit yourself with because it's it's so much more than just him, right? Because yeah. if you look at last year, it was because of Mookie Betts and like almost Mookie Betts' fault because he just couldn't get a hit, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a he's a big part of that offense. Yes, there are other contributors, but when you're a leader and you're that important of a player on that team and you can't show up, that's gonna be on your shoulders, right? But it wasn't yeah. just his fault. It was a lot of the other things. Like the pitching was terrible. Like they scored like what six runs against yeah, them. Yeah, they did not play the good. Yeah. Like there's a lot of problems that happened. And so I know everyone's going to freak out. They're going to say, unless he wins this many world championships, this is a waste of money. I don't think there really is a fair way to put that because I don't think world championships define everything. Because no, I I, I agree with that. I but I would argue. But you know, he does have to win some world series. You spend a billion dollars. You have to figure like okay, couple MVPs, at least one world series title, and you compete for a bunch of others. You know, I think like you'll be in the playoffs every year. Like right? Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you they'll be in the World Series at least three times in the next 10 years. Okay. I think he'll win MVP at least once or twice, probably in the next five years. And then after that, we'll see what happens. I don't know how his body's going to work, but if he's like LeBron, mm-hmm. then you might keep winning him. But honestly, um, as long as the team morale's going good, right? The city's still on his back. Players right. still want to come to LA. They still want to perform and they like who he is. Okay. And they're just, they're just winning games, right? If they're winning games, they're they're trying they're making playoff pushes. Yeah, but the um, thing with the Dodgers control is control so much in playoffs. Yeah, the thing with the Dodgers is that they just that's what they've been doing. So they signed Freeman and Betts, mm-hmm. and even before that's they had Freeman point. and Betts, they won a crap ton of regular season games, and then they would kind of crumble in the playoffs every time. Mm-hmm. When you, Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers I've ever seen in my life, 
he will be remembered so by bad. Dodger fans for struggling in the postseason. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best pitchers I've ever seen in my in, like watching him, you know, twenty tens, mid twenty tens, best pitcher on the planet. Uh, but he will be remembered by fans forever as being a choker in the playoffs. That's it. When you think of him in the play, like in the biggest moments, he crumbles. Um, and so that's where I think Dodger fans are like, okay, well, we paid you all this money, but now you got to go win it. Like you, you, like you got to go win. Like mm-hmm. we're not talking just getting past the division series. We're not talking, you know, championship series. We're saying like World Series championships. Um, because I think anything less of, of at least one in the next mm-hmm. decade is a huge bust. And the longer that goes on that they don't get it, I think the pressure mounts. That was the first thing I thought when I saw that, you know, of course they signed Otani 700 million, but when they gave Yamamoto 325 for 12, I was like, the pressure's on. Because the Padres, say what you will about them losing Soto, they added pretty decent pitching depth to their team with the Soto trade. And the Diamondbacks just signed Rodriguez, and they just made a World Series push. Uh, and, I mean, the Giants are always competitive with the Dodgers. So I look at it, and I'm like, those teams are licking their chops. They're going, we get to be the ones that get to slay those guys, the ones that just paid a billion dollars for two guys, and they already have Freeman and Betts and an all-star squad. Will Smith, we forget about. He's a fantastic catcher. Um, they just they got Glass yeah. now. They, the Glass now, Yamamoto, Bueller comes back. They might re-sign Kershaw. They got a bunch of good rookies. Uh Trevor Bauer, at, please. Trevor Bauer, please go to the Dodgers. Please. <laughs> they, I don't know if he will go anywhere. I don't know where he'll go. That's a, that's a different discussion for another time. Um, I was a Bauer fan before he uh, came out that he was a pretty violent lover. Um, but hey, 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 what he does in the bedroom is his own, is his own thing, man. All right? Everyone's got their thing. But hey, you can't just make up stories about it, you know? Hey, man. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Uh, but so in my mind, I look at it and I'm like, at least one World Series, maybe two, and you're happy with spending this much money. You know, three, I think would be you'd be ecstatic if you got three in the next decade. But we haven't had a repeat champion in professional base in Major League Baseball since I th- believe it was the 2000 to 2001 Yankees or like the 99 2000 Yankees. Really? Uh, we haven't had a repeat champ in 23 years. Uh, it's because it's just so hard, right? Because like it's so it's hard. Whoever gets hot, the Diamondbacks were not the best team no, at all whatsoever, but they no. got hot, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, it's it's just timing based, right? It just depends on a lot how of it everything is. rolls. A lot of it is, and wow. so I think you know, I'm really curious to see what happens, and I think the pressure will be on, especially when it comes to the playoffs. There will be there'll be a juggernaut. They're going to go win 105, 110 games. They will. But when it comes to the playoffs, and they maybe they have to go on a road on the road in the division series, and they, you know split one one, or whatever it may be, that's when I think the pressure mounts because you're like, we got paid a we paid them a lot of money, they got to win. <laughs> so that's that's how I feel about it. I got one more um, thing I'll say about it, and then we can like, move on. I think um, Otani's leadership will make a big difference because I think if if like Freeman's very quiet, Mookie, I don't know how like vocal he is. Otani's right. not a very vocal guy, but there's something about Otani that people just want to follow, right? Like his, his character is awesome. He picks up trash, yeah. even though he's worth a kajillion dollars. Like he, right, right. He does not care about his worth or what he is. He he's just genuinely a great person who loves baseball that just wants to win, and he loves his team. Everybody raves about him, right? There's something about him, like he has that it factor completely. And I think if you watch that Jap, like the Japan team, yeah, like. A, 
I want to see him screaming from second base again during baseball. I never, I saw that once mm-hmm. this year when he hit a home run against the Yankees, right? Where he, he actually screamed yeah. like, like he was really passionate. He doesn't show emotion a lot. Like I want to see that because that 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 got me going. Like I was like, holy cow! Like my heart is about to explode watching him scream. <laughs> but I think because Shohei brings that, I think that's what will get them over the hunch. Is I think I think people just watch him and they're like, like no freak yeah we can do this. We have freaking Otani like Mookie's gonna be like yeah we can do this. Freeman yeah gonna play better. I think even Muncy will play better. Everybody everyone else I think will just play so much better. When it matters, because of someone like Otani. Okay, I can get by. That's all that. I'm saying. I, I'm I'm fascinated to watch it play out. I mean, I'll be watching most Dodger games. I know you and I'll be watching a lot oh, of Dodger games. I'll be games. watching every single game. Yeah, because I think it's, especially like when Yamamoto starts and Otani's batting <sighs> cleanup. You know, like that that's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, I, I'm fascinated to see how they do. They have Glass now in that rotation. Bueller will be back. Maybe they resign Kershaw. Uh, I, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, as we transition here a little bit, we have a couple more free agents that uh, are coming over that have been posted and re-signed. Who was the guy that went to the Padres the other day, Kenji, the closer? Do you know? Um, his name is Matsui. 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 Is he any good? What's the, what's the deal with him? They lost Hater. What's the deal so he's a – he was very – like when he came out of high school, he was like the pitcher that came mm-hmm. out. Like He was always rated really high. Like I remember – like I would play with him a lot, like in my games, because he's just a small little lefty. Throws, I think he throws like ninety two is what I read. Is he crafty then? Is he like crafty? Kind of pinpoint or what is he? Okay. So he, I think he has a big slider or splitter. Mm. One of those two. I always get the slider splitter when I read things wrong. I don't know too yeah. much about him. Like I don't. Like he's not. He's not. He's not insane or anything, right? Him and Imanaga sure. are not. Are they're not like insane pitchers? They're nowhere close to Yamamoto. Yeah. But they were good in Japan, like especially Matsui. I mean, he succeeded for ten years, right? Like he was a closer for ten years. He did his job really well. I think he had like at least like thirty saves almost every year, or twenty saves every year. And he's he's doing stuff up there. And so um, I don't know how well of a closer he will be. I don't know if they'll make him a closer. I like whether they might use him depending on if he's a lefty or a righty because they have like two closers now that they like. Mm-hmm. But. Um, course his expectations are nowhere near as yamamoto's because the money is not even close and right well when you pay yamamoto out. yamamoto was guaranteed 325 which makes him the richest pitcher in terms of guaranteed oh, it's all guaranteed in major league baseball well most most mlb contracts are fully guaranteed anyway um, oh okay but so it, he's more expensive than garrett cole uh which that that's crazy mm. um like i I, I'm all for him being really talented and I want to see him succeed. Uh-huh. Uh, but at the same time, it's crazy to me that a guy who's never thrown a, a pitch in American baseball just got paid the most money in the history of American baseball. Um, so I think I think he's got a lot to prove. Like I said, I I, I wonder if the lights will be a little bright at first. Um, I think or so. Or if it'll take a little while. I mean, because the Dodgers, he grew up watching the Dodgers. He said at his press conference, there was a little – there was a slim chance he would go anywhere else but LA, even if Otani signed elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, I'm really curious to see how they both do. I think the pressure's on both of them. I think Otani's got to come out and perform right away. And he will. Otani's Otani. But uh, I think Power Yamamoto. Might be a little bit gone, like we saw with Bryce, because of that Tommy John. Yeah. First. But he's still an above 300 hitter. He still hits the ball 
anywhere you wanted him. He can still yeah. steal bases, so I think he's going to be fine, yeah. Yeah, I think Otani will be fine, uh, but I think Yamamoto, I I hope not. But I think we could end up in a spot where we get to, you know, the trade deadline or even the first couple months of the season. We say, was did they give him too much? Uh, I think what people got to remember is like you got to give him at least like a. I would say, I don't think the best of him will come out till year two. I agree. I'm just saying the, like, the LA media when you pay anybody that kind of money, they're going to be impatient. Yeah. Uh, it's like we talk about it in the NFL when owners are giving coaches massive contracts mm-hmm. to come and lead their team, and you know year one, year two, you can't really perform. They're going to be impatient right away. So I think if Yamamoto has, you know, say we get to when's the the All Star breaks in July. If we get to July and he hasn't really like shown a crap, a whole t- a bunch of promise, um, then I think you get to the point where not maybe not even a whole bunch of promise, but where he's not been shown that he's on a caliber of Cole and Degrom. Um, then I think they'll be like, do we maybe give him a lot? Because <laughs> uh, he got control. You got to treat him like a rookie. So he's 25, right? Like yeah, he, he's a young guy. And he's using a new ball for a whole entire season. The way he goes about pitching, like he has to, he has to, like there's film, right? Film goes into pitching too. You got to know what the weaknesses of people. You have to scatter yeah. people. It's, it's, a, it's a whole big process. So to me, like you said, everyone's going to freak out. But if you – if you have a brain, you'll wait till I say year two or the end of the season. If you watch Kodai Senga, he was kind of iffy at first, but the second half, he was fantastic. Senga was right? elite. Yeah. He actually, like, if you compare the first and half, second half stats, they're so different. Like, he he was so good in the second half. Yeah, he was Senga was amazing everybody in the second half. Yeah. Just yeah. like that. It just takes time. Even when you Darvish first came over, he had a hard time with the ball, right? He was very open about it. It happens. Of course, you Darvish. You know, has been up and down in the major league, but he's overall he's a great pitcher. He's still a good pitcher, though, right? He's still a great so, pitcher. I people just need to a chill out. I think it's. Um, I think since you mentioned he's Darvish, be amazing for a long time. Yeah, I I agree. I think Yamamoto will be fine, but I think people need to be patient with him. Um, yeah. I just wanted to point out that I think the media will get impatient if he does struggle early or you know during stretches during his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, since you mentioned Darvish, I wanted to point this out. There was a report that came out yesterday. You might know more about it than I do about Darvish signing with the Padres and saying to AJ Preller, who's their GM, that he, as part of him signing there, he wanted Preller to go out and get these Japanese free agents. He wanted them to go after Otani, wanted them to go after Yamamoto. Uh, and now they kind of failed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that means for Darvish and the Padres and Japanese free agents as a whole? Um, it's kind of weird that nothing happened. Like that Matsui was the best that they could do. Right. There wasn't even an offer for Yamamoto. Maybe they'll go after Sasaki. I, mean, I think, I think they'll go heavy in Sasaki, it, yeah. Right? They just can't afford it. I mean, it's kind of cool that Darvish wanted to do that. And, I mean, I don't blame him because their pitching is great. Like, like – the best, the best of Japanese pitching was shown in the World Series in the WBC, right? Yeah, it was. Like, who who shelled Japan? Nobody. Yes, home runs, couple here and there. Mexico like, came one, close. One. Mexico almost shelled the though. giant. No, they did. Yeah. They didn't shell it. Yeah, like nobody, like nobody, like just run us, like bring us up, right? So it's like the best of the best from Japan is worth paying, and so um, I think that's what you Darvish saw as well. But it's kind of strange that nothing happened, especially because if that's if that's like one of the things, if if the GM said, yeah, we're going to do that, and the best they can do is Matsui, it's a little strange. 
But maybe next year yeah. they'll go after more when they have a little I think bit more they, cap freedom. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, Matsui, I'm sure they probably had their eye on him for a while. But I almost wonder if Otani and Yamamoto going to LA made them give Matsui more money than maybe they had originally thought. Because they're like, crap. We, you know, we said this to Darvish and we want to make a splash here in the international market. Um, What are we, what's the focus here? You know, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to the Padres, they say they, they say they go after uh, when Yamamoto and Otani get signed to LA. And Mm -hmm. I think the pressure kind of gets back on them. They're like, crap, we lost out on two guys. We had our eyes on. Then they have to go out of almost desperation, go after Matsui a little bit more than maybe they wanted to just to have a sliver of a chance to get other free agents in the future. That's a good, that's a good thought. I wonder, cause I didn't even know Matsui was coming out. That's the thing is I didn't even know he was going to come out mm-hmm. until he got signed almost like, or like a, a week before he was about to get signed. Yeah. Like I thought that was just Imanaga, Yamamoto and Otani was like the main guys that were coming. Mm-hmm. And then Matsui came out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see how they all perform. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think they all have a lot of promise and talent. Uh, it sounds like um, Matsui will be kind of a role guy in San Diego. I know that they've had yeah. Hater the last couple of years. Hater's not going to get re-signed there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, I hope he goes, role he I hope he goes to the Rangers. Hater? I hope he does. That'll yeah. be a fun place for him to go. Yeah. So while we have, we're just going to, we'll wrap up here in just a couple minutes, but I did want to touch on something. We have some breaking news live during the show. Uh, I wanted to wait on. So uh, I guess two different signings. Uh, The Reds just signed Frankie Montas, uh, who was a Yankee for a brief, a brief part of his career. He was, he was in Oakland A for a while. um, And then a Yankee for, (laughs) and then a Yankee for a year and a half. um, But he was injured all of last season. Uh, He just went to the Reds for one year, 16 million. Uh, and then the big one from Jeff Passan, uh, the Atlanta Braves acquire Chris Sale from the Red Sox um, for Vaughn Grisham um, and a couple other players. Uh, Vaughn Grisham's a highly touted prospect, uh, and Chris Sale just can't seem to really stay healthy, but it's an interesting pickup for the Braves. They had a bit of a log jam with um, infield talent and depth, and that's why I think they, they shipped off Grisham. But uh they got sale now. So if sale can stay healthy, he, he's always good. Um, I still don't think the Braves can win because their pitching is still trash. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. It's just so nothing. I think they need, they need Max Fried or whatever his name is. Like he's good, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think they still need one more guy. That's, I think, you need I, think, I think they need one more guy. I don't think Sale Sale doesn't really move the needle for me. I mean, no, I had he's not him an fantasy. alpha, right? Right. I had him in fantasy a couple different times last year, and he would he can give you a couple good starts in a row. He can get you some K's, uh, but he's not really the kind of guy you want to rely on for a full season. I don't remember the last time he pitched an entire year. Uh, when he's on, he can be good, but he's getting older. Uh, his body's wearing down on him. He's had a lot of different injuries that have kind of piled up. So I, I. Ugh. I don't know how I feel about that for the Braves. Red Sox get their big prospect, and they can ship away a massive contract. So, hey, go for the Red Sox. And they signed Giolito yesterday, who stinks. Who's garbage. Yeah, Giolito really not that guy. But they'll figure it out. All right, all right. So, we're going to have to wrap it up soon. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Cash. 
we can we can talk about there's a couple of things that we could have talked about today you know like i would have loved to talk more about the o's but no we'll, we'll have a we'll have a time where we talk specifically about the O's. it's the off season yeah we got time yeah. man we got time but uh and i want to we can talk about the teams that you've been most disappointed in uh during this off season blue jays cubs okay why Cubs spent a ridiculous amount of money just to fire David Ross and hire Craig Council from their division rival. Um, they gave him the most money a manager's ever gotten in Major League Baseball. And they oh, – let me. I don't even know about this. So. Really? I'm not, a, I'm not a big GM news guy. I don't care much about um, Let me look. Oh, Craig wait. Council's is it the guy that used to play for the Brewers? I'm not sure if he used to play them, but he their Cubs are paying him $8 million a season. Which is the most a manager's ever gotten uh, in pro baseball. So, and they did that, and then they just haven't done anything. Um, they were rumored to be in at, on Otani at first, and then they were ruled out. Same thing with the Blue Jays. Do they have a big market? Um, the Cubs? Yeah. Massive market. Cubs are a huge brand. They they have money if they want to go spend. And why aren't they spending it? Because I think they're just. I don't know what they're waiting on. I'm not sure. Uh, but they're not but, spending it on Bellinger. They're not spending it on Strowman. Like these great players right. they had that helped them be. Better than they should have been last year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think the Blue Jays and the Cubs are my two most disappointing. I'm an O's fan, so I'd love to see the Blue Jays not do anything. Uh, but for years, they've talked about how they have how they have money and they want to spend it, but they've just not spent it. Um, they just – like they have these young guys. They have Bo. They have Vlad. I mean, and they've got some guys in the outfield, but they just don't spend the money. Barsho had a bad year last year after they traded away Moreno. Um, Was he actually good? Man. Was Varsha actually okay? Good? I mean, like he showed like he, signs. He can play. Yeah, that's why they traded for him. Um, let me look up if I can pull up his. Because uh, like, I could not understand why everybody was so hyped up about this guy who was hitting like two twenty all year. Yeah, he hit two twenty, twenty homers, sixty one rubies, uh, six seventy four OPS, like below average in every category. Varsha. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, like, he wasn't that good. The Blue Jays uh, and Cubs, I think, in my opinion, would be the two best fits for Bellinger. But the Blue Jays just went out last week and signed uh, Kevin Kiermeyer. They re-signed him back to their team. And so their outfield is kind of full. Um, so I don't really know where Bellinger fits. I think Bellinger could go back to Chicago. I don't really know where he's going to go, Bellinger, period. That's a whole other topic. Because uh, he's, he's a like, hard one. Yeah, he had a fluke. Not, I don't want to say a fluke year, but he had a couple of really horrid seasons, and then he had a resurgence this last year. So I think he figured out that like he, yes, he has power, but he can play better when he hits for contact, right? Yeah, that's what it looked like last year. Like he he was he was smarter with his hitting. He wasn't just trying to yak one over the fence. He was, right, and that's why everyone's like, oh, his um, well, exit velocity is so low. I'm like, it's because he hit for average. Like he did a good job. Like he. He saved he that still, Cubs team, honestly. He, he did. He still had 26 bombs last year. I'm looking at it right now. 881 OPS. He was great. so good bags. last year. Yeah. It was insane how good he was. So, great season. If he can do that, he'll get paid good money if he can do that elsewhere. Uh, I just don't know where teams kind of stand on because it seems like one of those things where this guy struggled mightily for a couple of years. And the Cubs take a one-year flyer on him, and he does great. So it's like, okay, why did he do that all of a sudden, you know? I don't. Yeah. I I keep I keep hoping that he goes to the Giants. Like I want the Giants to sign more people. Like I want the Giants. I do to too. Have, I do too. I don't want Giants to sign as many people as they can. Like I want him to sign Bellinger. They should sign Strowman. They should sign everybody else that's good on the rest of the market because they need it. Like 
because they have Jung Ho Lee. Jung Ho Lee is not really. They paid him 116 million. Um, I'm no expert, but the KBO is not quite to the quality of Major League Baseball. Um, So I think he's. You're not going to get the same stats out of him as he was putting up in the KBO. He might get. He's a contact guy, and he has some good speed, and he can play good defense. He's not a power guy. Um, So if you think he can be at the top of your lineup for a while, then sure, maybe 116 is justifiable. Uh, but for a they guy got that, money. Like they're not paying anybody. That's the thing about the Giants is that they have money because nobody yeah. is costing any money. Because you have, there's nobody to sell tickets in in uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah, like, it's such a great organization. Like Quinn, right, my friend. Yeah, yep. like he loves diehard Giants fan. He's like, I would love all these players, but nobody wants to come to to San Fran because it's a terrible hitting park, right? Yeah, and so. Nobody just wants to come. Like, there's no reason to come to San Francisco. Like, there's no, there's no signs that they're gonna win the World Series any in time. So I know I, I think they're in an interesting spot. I think the Padres and the uh, Diamondbacks are definitely in better positions than the Giants right now. Uh, yeah. The NL West as a whole, I think it's just a race for second. I think the Dodgers will run away with that one. Um, yeah. I think it's just a race for who can be second place. Uh, but I mean, as we saw with the Diamondbacks, any team can you know get to the World Series no matter what spot you're in in the playoffs. Rangers did it too, um, so just one of those things. But we are at time. Um, we apologize. A little bit scuffed of an episode, you know. We had uh, my Roomba start in like the six minute mark, uh, and then we had Kenji's mom barge in there a little bit later. Um, we had you know so, <laughs> um, but that's what you've come to love and expect about this show. Um, it's going to be raw, it's going to be real, and it's going to be fun and hopefully a little bit enjoyable. At least a little bit enjoyable. If you've gotten to this it's point, very you authentic. Know, a little bit. at least it's authentic. And yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. That's a good word. Uh, but yeah, so same thing goes with the football show. We're going to try to do this on a more regular basis. Hopefully we can get Brady and Joe on and we can talk, get their opinions on what their teams have done this offseason. Joe wants to get on his soapbox about the Rangers. And of course, I need to do my O's update and talk about the offseason a little bit more. So. Um, new Year's resolution is do it do podcast once a week. So there you Same. go, that's our New Year's resolution. But we'll see how New Year's resolutions pan out. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, and then with that being said, we'll catch you guys next week. Kenji, you want to sign us off? Anything you want to say? Oh man, go Dodgers! Go Dodgers! We heard go it Dodgers. Or yeah. Go Otani Yamamoto! Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody.